0: Lord, we thank you for your reminder during worship that your goodness and your mercy follow us all the days of our lives, even when we can't see it, we know that you are at work. So we invite you this morning to come and speak to us and to minister your love and grace into our lives. Amen. So we're going to look at John chapter 14 1 to 14 where Jesus said these wonderful words which are set into the brickwork of the church I am the way the truth and the life so let's read from John chapter 14 starting at verse 1 and I think the passage should be coming up do not let your hearts be troubled you believe in God believe also in me my father's house has many rooms If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? believe me when i say that i am in the father and the father is in me or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves very truly i tell you whoever believes in me will do the works i have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because i am going to the father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. So in January, Charles and I went on a winter walking holiday in Austria, in the snowy mountains in the Tyrol. So the question... which way do we go, was a question often repeated as we explored the mountain trails, which sometimes were well signed and sometimes were not. One day we set off to find some waterfalls, but took a wrong turn and ended up finding the lake at the top of the mountain, but not the actual falls. On the way back down, however, we stumbled onto the right way and had the full experience of climbing down the mountain at the side of the falls, An exhilarating and life-enhancing walk on our holiday well-signed paths were a delight we knew which way to go to reach our destination and could not only experience a lovely walk but felt secure in the knowledge that we were on the right path and we could find our way with a sense of peace and freedom from worry if you are searching for God for his peace his truth and his purpose then this passage has all your answers when Jesus spoke about being the way the truth and the life he was graciously offering his disciples and us the gift of himself as a way to know father God to know his peace and personal presence Jesus is the way to know God And that offer is for absolutely anyone who is truly seeking God. So I'm going to explore three themes in this passage. Jesus is the way to peace. Jesus is the way to salvation. And Jesus is the way to fullness of life. So, Jesus is the way to peace. To understand exactly what Jesus meant when he said, I am the way... We need to understand the context. Jesus spoke these words just after the Last Supper, when he had explained to the disciples that he would soon be betrayed, that he was leaving them, and that Peter would soon deny him. The disciples were feeling anxious and afraid, and so Jesus comforts them, reassuring them that he's not abandoning them, and he offers them himself as the way to peace. In these first few verses, which are often used at funerals, Jesus says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you and if i go and prepare a place for you i will come back and take you to be with me so that you may also be where i am these promises are profoundly comforting giving all those who put their trust in jesus the promise of life after death but it's also really important to understand that these promises have importance for us now Jesus was asking the disciples to trust him in that moment as he was leaving them and for the future. Jesus asks us to trust him in the here and now and for our future with him after death. He he offers us himself as the way to be at peace. Jesus is saying, set your heart at ease. You may have troubles in life, but you can have an untroubled heart if you trust in me. Merrill Tenney, a professor of theology, put it like this. And I think we've got a slide with this on. Jesus's solution to perplexity is not a recipe, it's a relationship with him. So it's not finding out how we do it, it's actually just having a relationship with Jesus. That leads us to peace in the midst of our difficulties so my second point Jesus is the way to salvation in verse 4 Thomas needs clarification of what Jesus is saying Lord we don't know where you're going so how can we know the way he's taking it very literally Jesus responds in verse 6 with these famous words, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus himself is all they need, and he stresses that his intimate connection with Father God means that if they know Jesus, they know Father God. Verse 7 says, If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. Apparently, in Greek, This phrase is a condition of fact, meaning that the condition of fact is understood to be true. In other words, Jesus is saying, and we've got this, that's right, if you know me, and you do know me, you will know my Father also. Philip still doesn't get it. So Jesus reiterates it in verse nine. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. In other words, Jesus is the fullest revelation of the person and character of God. And this is clearly expressed in Paul's letter to the Colossians. In Colossians 1 verse 15, he says, "'He, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, "'for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him "'and through him to reconcile to himself all things.'" By making peace through his blood shed on the cross. So, if we truly want to know God, look at Jesus. All his works, all his words come from God and show us who he is. In John's Gospel, the word truth is used 25 times, and here Jesus states that he is the truth. In this confusing world where truth is seen as relative rather than absolute, we can be sure that when we put our trust in Jesus, he will always speak absolute truth to us through the Bible so that our lives are built on solid ground and not the shifting sands of intellectual relativity. I've just finished reading a book, which is the real-life story of a Muslim woman who, despite searching for a close relationship with Allah through Islam, could not find the peace she longed for. Everything changed when she encountered Jesus and finally found the unconditional love, grace and truth. She explains that in John chapter 1, verse 14, Jesus is described as being full of grace and truth and that because Jesus is the truth, he teaches you how to live and function properly. Grace comes with love and forgiveness and gives a person the desire and strength to actually change. Then truth lays out the direction, the way, and instructs you how to live this new life. Grace brings healing. Truth brings direction. Only Jesus brought this fully to our earth she says in her book, The Season of Singing Has Come, and it's a really excellent book if you're interested. I can give you the details. So my next point is that Jesus is the way to life. So what exactly does Jesus mean when he said, I am the life? The last part of this passage describes the mission Jesus wants his disciples to fulfill, which actually will lead to a purposeful life dedicated to sharing the good news of salvation through Jesus throughout the world. When I put my trust in Jesus at the age of 19, I was so excited to tell others about the love, joy, and peace that Jesus had poured into my life that I didn't have to be told that this was what Jesus wanted me to do. It just came out of me, from the Holy Spirit and that sense of urgency and the importance of sharing the good news of Jesus with others has never left me. I feel compelled to do it and I experience joy in doing it. It's why I'm running an alpha course at the moment. God is so good to us when we determine to share the gospel as it's at the heart of his will. Sometimes it means we have to do things we'd rather not do But God, in his grace, blesses us and helps us. I have to confess, I don't like cooking at all. So preparing a meal every week for 10 people is quite quite an ordeal for me. But I want to do it. And in his goodness, God has prompted other people to help me. The lovely Joy over there did a meal for me the other evening. And the other day, um, while I was preparing an alpha meal, I realized I needed some onions and other vegetables, and I hadn't got them, and I was a bit irritated, and I thought, oh, I'll have to knit to Lidl. And on the way to Lidl, I was thinking about the art canvases I'd forgotten to order that I needed for my art exhibition, and I was thinking, I need some that are 70 by 50 centimeters, Mm, I don't know where to get them from. When I got to Lidl, I could hardly believe it when I saw that that week in the center aisle, they were selling canvases size 70 to 50. (laughs) God is good. When I got home, one of the alpha participants had left a bag of veg and a big bunch of flowers on the doorstep too. God loves to bless us when we step out in faith to share the gospel. He is good to us. In verse 12 we read, I tell you the truth anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. That person will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. Well, Jesus did some pretty amazing things, didn't he? Like feeding the 5,000, raising Lazarus from the dead, calming the storm, turning water into wine, and many miraculous healings. So what can he possibly mean when he says that we'll do even greater things than he did? I think he doesn't mean greater as in more sensational, but as in greater in magnitude. Through the outpouring of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, the disciples would spread his gospel to more people and places than Jesus ever did in his ministry because he could only be in one place at one time. So Jesus was saying that our sphere of influence as his disciples working together in the worldwide church is far greater than during his short ministry on earth. The disciples didn't perform that many miracles in the early church, but they did mighty works in terms of bringing people to put their trust in Jesus. For example, Peter's first sermon led to the conversion of more than more people than during jesus's entire ministry we have a wonderful promise in verse 13 and 14 jesus says and i will do whatever you ask in my name so that the son may bring glory to the father you may ask me for anything in my name and i will do it jesus promises to be with us through the power of the holy spirit to work in and through us to accomplish his purposes in the world this does not necessarily happen in easily visible or spectacular ways yet jesus is at work wherever there is forgiveness reconciliation sharing of the good news humble service concern for the poor and many other godly acts whenever we the followers of Jesus share God's love and kindness and demonstrate by our lifestyle and our words that Jesus is Lord then we are living to the full fulfilling God's purpose for our lives and bringing glory to God I do believe that when we do acts of random kindness we do actually need to speak about Jesus as well the two go together It's not just being kind, it's actually pointing people to Jesus as well. Asking for anything in Jesus' name is simply aligning ourselves with God's desire to bring people to know him and receive his forgiveness and love. I'm so grateful to those Christians who stepped out of their comfort zone to tell me about Jesus because if they hadn't, I wouldn't have come into a relationship with the living God So as I close today, I want to pray that we as women of God will be excited and filled afresh with passion to love God so much that we are excited to share his life-giving love with those around us. We want others to have the blessing of knowing Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Let's pray. Father God, we thank and praise you for the love that you have lavished on us and for bringing us into a wonderful relationship with you through Jesus. Holy Spirit, please pour out your fire of love afresh into us today so that we overflow with the joy of knowing you and so that we will bring others to know you. Amen.